from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Now let's update you on how the uh, the weekend went for the three teams in the triangle in men's basketball. Uh, North Carolina State, they looked as good as the Wolfpack have looked against anyone against UVA on Saturday. They looked really, really gosh darn good. Far cry from that Notre Dame game. Now I do have to ask this question. Is that about State or is that about UVA? Yes. If I come in and I say I shot my my career best score in golf over the weekend, you should probably ask, did you play really well or did you play a really easy course? Right? It was mini golf. Don't tell anybody. Um, UVA is having a rough season. And I don't think it, many are treating them that way as of yet because they were ranked in the preseason. But like, let's keep in mind: Notre Dame is a team that that is losing their uh, sizzle by the game, and UVA lost to them by double figures. So, so let's take everything with a grain of salt here. However, that does not downgrade a ton of the eye test things that NC State is pulling off. They are building up a bananas amount of depth. They play a lot of guys. They have a heavy rotation. And it seems like every week there's a new player kind of moving to the forefront. Uh, This week, John Rothstein, who covers college basketball as a whole. He has one of the more entertaining college basketball Twitter feeds because he's uh, constantly making little quips and and jokes about every team in the country. I don't know how he does it. He, He tweeted this out. NC State has a burgeoning piece in six foot six inch freshman Dennis Parker Jr., averaging 9.3 points per game and six rebounds per game in his last four games. Remember the name. I have to be honest. Mostly because there's so many other guys soaking up attention, we haven't talked about Dennis Parker Jr. much. Kind of the only thing I say is that he could be the third DJ because they got DJ Burns, they have DJ Horn. And then Dennis Jr. could easily slide into being another DJ, DJ Parker. Um, but he's playing really well recently. And he's stepping up and he's playing well. And and playing well, like, as the schedule turns to ACC as a freshman is a really good sign. So a lot of times we see freshmen play pretty darn well in the non-conference schedule. Then once the ACC schedule starts, you see the veterans go, appreciate the help getting here. We got it from here. So the depth just keeps getting built. If you can depend on on Parker Jr. the way you can depend on some of your other uh, on some of your other perimeter guys, some of your other wings, that's huge. O'Connell coming off the bench if he knocks stuff down, that's huge. Matter of fact, I want to talk about the the way this team and Coach Keats, Kevin Keats, has this team thinking and believing uh, based on an O'Connell three. Watching this game, right? Uh, the ball gets swung to DJ Burns in the corner. Now, DJ Burns, uh, if I if if my memory is correct, he has attempted zero threes. <laughs> maybe there's a uh, close uh, to it. Yeah, least. maybe there's like a three quarter court heave at the buzzer or something that I don't remember. Pretty sure he's attempted zero threes. So he catches it in the corner. Not exactly a threat, but what 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 he does is he makes a fantastic. Sideline to sideline, kind of cross-court skip pass to find O'Connell. O'Connell knocks it down, and and as I, I, I try not to 
in basketball, it's much more difficult. In football, I can't help but but do it this way. I try not to always just follow the ball, right? Uh, and and I learned that from playing college football, where if you're if you're a quarterback and you're watching a team, you're so often you know just locked in on the safeties. You're looking for secondary rotation. You know where the ball is going to get to because you know this the defense will tell you that. So occasionally, when I'm watching a basketball game, I do my best to not just follow the ball, especially if they got us with the big wide angle. Uh, sideline camera angle. I do my best not to follow the ball. So DJ Burns makes the pass. I know I know O'Connell's game, right? He catches it open on the three-point line. Ball's going up, right? He's going to shoot it. I don't have to watch him know what his, his three-point uh, uh, form looks like. As he's putting up the shot, you see DJ Burns start getting a little, little uh, energy boost. And then, boom, shot hits. DJ Burns is immediately posturing, kind of pounding his chest, looking to his bench, getting everybody fired up. And I'm going, how cool is that? You have a, a legit big, right? DJ Burns, is he's their kind of go-to, create-for-himself scorer. He can hit it in the post. He can, he can use footwork. He can make guys look foolish. He was getting jacked up because he thought the cross-court skip pass was a baller move. That's such good coaching. That's such good culture. But, uh, uh, you know, I'll use another example from my playing days. Our wide receivers used to be so stoked for pancake blocks. Borderline, like, probably more – actually, not even borderline. Probably more excited for that than anything other than a touchdown catch. You catch a first down, yeah, we're receivers. That's what we're supposed to do. You get a pancake block on the perimeter on a run play that springs something – who boy, they're standing up looking for someone to chest bump. DJ Burns made a, I wouldn't even say it was a super difficult pass. He made a great vision play, executed the pass, got it to his teammate. Teammate knocked down the three. You would have thought he just dunked on somebody. Turning around, letting everybody know. I love that about the NC State basketball team. And when they're playing their best, like they were against UVA, those types of things happen. Right? It's not. One guy getting 30. It's everybody being happy for everybody else. DJ Horn gets a play, boom, everybody's excited. DJ Burns gets a play, boom, everybody excited. The third DJ, Dennis Jr., DJ Parker gets a three, gets a rebound, gets a, a leak-out bucket, everybody's excited. Casey Morsell does something, everybody's excited. That's when they're playing their best, and that's a really cool culture for a team that that – you know, they didn't grow up together in, in the college basketball sense. Right? A lot of these guys spent some formative years on other teams, and then they they arrived at NC State as a transfer. Uh, and, and you know, that's more difficult. You're, you're almost like a business partnership rather than a friendship in some of those cases. But but they're making it very out to be a, a, a teammate relationship, which is awesome. I really enjoyed that about the game. You know, UVA has their flaws, and I think NC State could have beat them with less of a team culture, but that's going to be necessary. That game flow, that excitement for your teammates is going to be necessary when you do play the better teams in the ACC. And, oh, by the way, you're 3-0 and in the ACC. You're 10-3 and on the year. Uh, you know, your losses are, are pretty explainable, right, all top 25. You got something cooking there. You're going to need that team first, team always, team only mentality going into some of these bigger games. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. By the way, this hour brought to you by the Good Feet Store. Life is too short to live with foot, knee, or back pain. Schedule an appointment to get yourself some help uh, at goodfeet.com. That is goodfeet.com. Speaking of good feet, 
good heels. Huh? I see what you did there. Stumbled, in, did there. stumbled into that one. Yeah. Uh, college basketball season, to be clear, right, because I'm going to make a statement here that I think is, is it pertains to right now. I'm not saying it's going to pertain to two weeks from now. Because long, or sorry, two months from now, there's a long road to go here in, in college basketball. Mm-hmm. A lot can change, but right now, UNC is making a case that they're the the best team in the ACC and one of the best teams in the country. They're they're getting more legit every time I see them play. Ranked seventh, ranked seventh, and you could argue there's a few teams above them, <clears throat> Tennessee, that uh. <laughs> That maybe they should be above. You mean the just, team they beat head to head? I'm just I'm just throwing some things out there, seeing what sticks. The defense made a statement about, uh, against Clemson over the weekend. It actually, you know, it's such a good statement that it has me question. Like I went back and re looked up stats that I said on the show on Friday, because uh, I was saying, hey, PJ Hall's second leading scorer in the ACC. Joe Girard's this legit shooter. Uh, uh, you go look it up. They combined for 15 points. And I was like, wait a second, did I misread? Did I hold on? Let me go, let me go look it back up. No, they were. PJ Hall was the second leading scorer in the ACC in the ACC coming into the game. Joe Girard was their second leading scorer on the team, averaging over 15 by himself. They came in averaging over 35 points per game, just the two of them. UNC held them to 15 points combined on five of 23 shooting and 0 for nine from three. Those two guys. Some other guys had some decent nights on Clemson, but it was very obvious North Carolina went into that game saying, P.J. Hall's not going to beat us, and and if he's not beating us, Joe Girard is our next main priority. If those other guys are going to knock down enough shots, more power to them. It's the old school Bill Belichick thing, right? Take away what they do best. If they beat us with their third option, we'll we'll take our chances. UNC held Clemson. This is bananas. To 5.6% shooting. From three-point range. I'm sorry, say that one more time. 5.6% shooting from three-point range. That is absolutely ridiculous. And that's, like, sometimes I will admit, uh, you look at some of the three-point shooting numbers in a college basketball game, and it's like, well, they missed 19 open threes. Are you really giving the defense credit for that? Sometimes teams go cold. North Carolina's the last five, six, seven games, their defense has just been playing better and better and better. Their rotations are better and better and better. Their closeouts are better and better and better. And Hubert Davis said as much. Hubert Davis a couple games ago said, I've been challenging them to, to get after um, the physicality, the effort, the rebounding side of the game. And, and he's like, you know, and they've been showing it, which, you know, they messed up because now I know they can do it and I'm going to demand it from them. And, and they've been showing up ever since. They've been showing up ever since. One of 18 from three. One of 18 from three. That's what Clemson was. Three starters. P.J. Hall, Hunter, and Gerard. 0 for 5, 0 for 4, 0 for 4. That's great defense. That's great defense, and that's a great statement game for North Carolina from a team that that has a few guys that are very comfortable putting up buckets, right? It's, uh, you know, I always use this example because it's the most obvious and everybody's kind of aware of it. When you have a good Tony Bennett team, meaning a good UVA team coached by, by Tony Bennett, 
them holding a team to like 55 points isn't a huge statement, right? Now, the great Tony Bennett teams can also score. A good Tony Bennett team sometimes needs to hold their opponents to like 53 points because they're only going to score 54. Uh, North Carolina, I believe, could put up a, 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 a nice big number offensively if they need to. So proving that they can take a Clemson squad that had some of the best scores in the conference and bottle them up, that is a statement. Because now they're saying, we'll take a good offensive team Make them a not good offensive team. We'll take a good shooting team. Make them a not good shooting team. Oh, and by the way, if we can't do that, we'll we'll ramp up our own engines a little bit, and we'll go try to outscore you with you know a streaky shooter like R.J. Davis. Maybe they could get. I know Cormac Ryan looked like he may have rolled an ankle again or whatever, but uh, we'll get Cormac Ryan some more minutes. We'll we'll let Baycott cook a bit more in the post. We have some ways to score on our own. And then, as always, there's there's Harrison Ingram. Nine points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. Not his best game, but still impacting everything kind of uh, in a bunch of different ways. And there's no way you talk about the defensive effort that North Carolina put in without putting into effect Harrison Ingram's versatility. Right When I talked about their elite rotations earlier, he's a big part of that. The only way you are going to keep teams from shooting the three at a high level if they're a good shooting team is you have to run them off the line, you have to close out, and that means the other four guys on the on the floor have to move on a string, right? They have to be having each other's back and, and, and everything else, and Ingram's a big part of that because he's he's a bigger dude with some some quickness to his feet. You can force bad – like, you can force bad shots. You make, make him uncomfortable, like you said, hands and face, whatever it is. But from the UConn game till now, like you talked about, that off-ball defense, the way they're close out, it's night and day. And, and it's night and day how much they've improved. And I, I don't even like you can force bad shots. I also think good shooting teams will only not shoot so much. Mm-hmm. Like if you're running that running, trying to run them off the three point line and you're getting there and it's like, all right, a shot would be a bad shot here. So, you know, for the first 10 minutes, they might, you know, pull it, pull it down, triple threat, drive again, try to get some other kind of offense started. But if you're a three point shooting team, you go 10 minutes without really having a good three. You're going to start taking bad threes, right? And that's where North Carolina, to me, is is really stepping it up. It's not even that they're, you know, hey, hand in the face of all jumpers. It's like they're actually taking away jumpers until the opposing team says, you can't, I'm going to force one up here because I'm a shooter and shooters are going to shoot. It was a really good game by North Carolina. Really good game by North Carolina. And and Clemson is now on a two-game losing streak, Miami and, and UNC. So they'll tumble in the standings a bit. Uh, but as of right now, quad one win. And that's big for North Carolina. That gives them four for the season. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One more game took place over the weekend. I told you, this weekend was like an underrated weekend for triangle sports, for yeah. Carolina, meaning North Carolina state of sports. Uh, you, you got to put a, a bow on the Panther season, right? You got to huh. put that into your rearview mirror, little little celebration there. Um Canes won a game that was really, really fun on Friday and played solid in a loss on Saturday. Uh, NC State won. 
UNC won. Duke beat Notre Dame. Now, the reason I bring this one up last is because it was ugly. I don't know what it is about Notre Dame. Notre Dame is like Rocky Balboa of some kind in that, like, you may go in thinking you're going to be a, a like a pretty stick-and-move boxer and you're going to have highlights and you're going to do all this stuff. No, they're going to make you stand in the middle of the ring and brawl it out. They may not even be the best brawler. Actually, I know they're not. They're, they're not a great team this year, and they're getting worse by the day. But uh, but they make teams beat them ugly, right? They're, they're going to make a game gross. Duke beat Notre Dame 67-59. Best way to describe that game is, is gross. Now, it's not as hideous as when uh, NC State beat Notre Dame last week, 54-52, but it's still gross. Kyle Filipowski, uh, who is one of the best players in the country, let's emphasize that, right? Wooden award candidate, seven-footer with all the moves. He shot two for 12 and scored seven points against Notre Dame. Now, Duke didn't need him to put up 17, but you still would expect him to, to score 17. Two of 12 is ugly. Matter of fact, I'll take it one step further. Filipowski, Jared McCain, who's both of those guys' first-round draft pick projections, Caleb Foster, who's been one of my my favorite players for Duke, a freshman, Tyrese Proctor, is another first-round pick projection. So that's three first-round pick projections and a really solid, exciting young player. They combined for 21 points in this game. These are guys that are liable to go up for 21 points by themselves at any point in time. 21 for the four of them combined. Luckily for Duke, right, in such an ugly game, Mark Mitchell had his second straight big game, scoring 23 points. Uh, and his three-point uh, three form has found him after really struggling earlier in the year. But, you know, I don't want to call it his dad's motivation, but since his dad called out both Mark and the team on Twitter – uh, his son pretty much is averaging like 22 points a game. So it's over two games, but still. Hey, you followed it up. Hey, I mean, that's the thing. And it was, it was I mean, you won 67-59. Someone was going to have to score 23. Like someone was going to have to do something uh, when those four guys I mentioned were combining for 21. Think about that. Think. Go back just two weeks ago. If I would have told you that Mark Mitchell by himself outscored Filipowski, McCain, Foster, and Proctor combined, I'd have been like, how much did they lose by? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, what, what did they combine for seven? Because Mitchell's only going to score eight. <laughs> like, that, that's what it would have been. That and, Mitchell had 50. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> other one. The other one is, did Mitchell go for 85? Is, was this a 190 game? Uh, Jeremy Roach had a good day also. Duke won without a lot of stress, which is is part of all of this. I still would have liked them to have won more soundly, but winning ugly is a skill. We talk about it a lot here on this show, and and they displayed a bit of it. They displayed a bit of it. Now it's about not letting that become your norm, and it's the same conversation we had about NC State after they played Notre Dame. If you had to go into the the mud to win that one, Clean yourself off and don't expect to go back into the mud for the next one, right? If I'm if I'm Proctor coming off the bench, getting decent minutes and scoring zero, I'm looking at the next game thinking, oh, I'm going to get mine, right? I'm looking at the next game thinking I'm going to score 20 by myself. And I know you can't go in with, with that as the main goal, right? Play game the game the right way, and John Shire is going to want him to make the right pass and all those sorts of things. But uh, 
But you got to be a little greedy to be kind of that that dude, right? Your Tyrese Proctor can be a first pick. You got to. There's a little selfishness there. Y'all, y'all can't be selfish. But some people's role on a basketball team is to be selfish. Mm-hmm. It's to get yours, and you got to keep that in mind also. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.